Hello everyone, welcome to Cal Majors' very first episode. Today I'm going to introduce myself first before getting started on the episode today. Um, Actually, tonight. (laughs) So, my name is Chris. I am born and raised and a native of Houston, Texas. I am currently in school for registered nursing. Really exciting, by the way. Uh, As well, I do work full-time in quality management here. Uh, There are moments where I love what I do, but I'm pretty sure everybody feels like that. (laughs) Um, I do have two additional partners that are part of this group as well but today I believe it's just going to be me um, but I I will say that everyone will have their own um, session as to um, the introduction and and, and, and an episode that they um, will present but today I am my, my episode is based off an article um, that I have read on psychology today. Uh, this is something that I believe has created a, a huge impact on so many people uh, globally, locally, nationally, um, and as well as students, um, elderly, you know, so just so many people. Um, I'm not sure if a lot of people are aware of what the terminology or the gist of smiling depression. There was an, like I said, there's an article that was written a few years back, actually, is by a clinical psychologist her name is Rita Laboon, if I said that correctly. Um, she stated she is a doctor of psychology and clinical psychology. And I'll just read a, a, a bit of what she's speaking of, but and I'll give you my take on this um, before I get into that synopsis here. Um, you know, we all may have at some point in our life dealt with some form of depression. Uh, whether it may have been for a day or two, may have been for a few hours, may have lasted a month, may have lasted years, may have lasted a couple of weeks, but I do believe that everyone has had some form of depression in their life. They have felt it before. But there is a known thing as different types of depression. There is some, I do I do believe all depression is 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 um I don't want to say bad and I want to I don't want to use that word as all depression is bad but for lack of better words I'm gonna say that but um there are some levels of depression there are 
light levels of depression and then there are major levels almost dangerous levels of depression um smiling depression in this article that we're going to be going through by Rita uh, Rita states that smiling depression is almost the worst type of depression um, and, and it was very interesting in this article that I, I read through and it, it, it just really makes you wonder so I'm, I'm going to read a bit of what she's she's written here and then I guess I'm going to give you my perspective on it as well she says how many people do you imagine look happy but struggle with depressive thoughts on a daily basis typically depressed people are depicted as being bedridden and incapable of functioning What may or may not be surprising is, according to the National Institute of Mental Health, that approximately 10% of the United States population is suffering from depression, which is 10 times more than those suffering from bipolar disorder, 1%, and schizophrenia, 1%. Not everyone experiences depression in the same way. Some might not even realize that they are depressed, especially if they seem like they're managing their day-to-day life. It doesn't seem possible that someone can be smiling, chipper, functioning, and at the same time, depressed. She states... In her practice, those who are most surprised to realize they're experiencing some form of depression are those suffering from smiling depression. Most people haven't even heard of the term. The definition of smiling depression is appearing happy to others, literally smiling, while internally suffering with depressive symptoms. Smiling depression often goes undetected. Those suffering from it often discount their own feelings and brush them aside. They might not even be aware of their depression or want to acknowledge their symptoms due to a fear of being considered weak. I'm going to stop right there for now and I pick back up on it later. But I will tell you this. Since the coronavirus uh, hits hard in the United States around February, April, March time frame, um, I can definitely tell you that I know of a few individuals that used to didn't seem so lifted in spirit and even though they may have lost their jobs even though they have they're in the process of uh, being evicted or, or or they have to move out of their apartment or move out of their home they're they're, they're still giving that vibe of I'm good I'm okay I'm happy it's gonna work out 
you know, it's, it, there is a very great possibility that that individual is looking at it in a form of shit happens, stuff happens, and I just have to deal with it. But then even thinking like that is a form of depression. Having that thought like that is a form of depression. You, you have to be able to process in your head what has occurred, what is happening, and what will happen. Um, you know, these these individuals, I'm not going to tell your names, but these individuals, they... I know one of them very well enough to the point that I know that they are in fact... They in fact have, you know, that uh, some form of smiling depression going on. Like I said, their their normal behavior is completely night and day versus what was before COVID versus now. Um, I can tell you from personal experiences, I have and still am dealing with smiling depression. Um, it's it, it gets a bit hectic at times because you don't know how to mentally stabilize yourself, how to get yourself in a in a good stable moment. You know, um, you feel like you have to you have to be happy, and, and and I can honestly say yes. I don't want people to know that I am. Or, or at least that I feel like I'm weak is is a point that you know you have to smile to keep from crying basically. And there there's a movie uh, a scene from somewhere I can't remember exactly where, but it was a scene from somewhere and then the uh, actor or the actress stated in there you have to smile to keep from crying, and you know um, it's. That's very true. It's very true for individuals that are depressed. Excuse me. It's very true for individuals that are very depressed. They 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 just it, it's the best that we see. It's the best that they see that must occur. Um, yes, we do a lot of things to make others happy, to make it seem like we are just super happy and everything is working out perfectly fine for us but when we get home and the doors are shut the mask comes off the clothes come off the that shield comes off all that heavy stuff comes off and it's laying out in front of us and we have to look at it imagine imagine this so for individuals that aren't depressed or are feeling as though you've never dealt with depression before or you don't know what smiling depression is, but imagine this thought. Close your eyes and think about this. Imagine you have been out, out all day long with your friends and your family, and everybody's happy, everybody's laughing, everybody's cheering, everybody's laughing, you know. And, you know, you're having a really great time, you know. On the inside of you, it's just like, I'm really having a good time. But then you get ready. And you get ready to depart away from your friends and family. You get in your vehicle, they get in their vehicles, and you're driving down the road, you're listening to some music, and you start to feel this overwhelming 
pressure in your head, like like you just want to go to sleep. That's a symptom of depression, by the way. Sleep, tiredness, weariness. And then you get home, but you're not sleepy. Isn't that something? <laughs> now imagine this: you get home and you you park your vehicle in the driveway. You park your vehicle in your carport or your garage, and you sp- you spend an additional five, ten, fifteen, twenty, thirty, four, forty-five minutes to an hour in your vehicle. Why do you think that you've done that? Individuals that are depressed, some individuals that are depressed, they tend to spend time in their vehicle in a in a such a closed spot. And with my perspective and me dealing with that is it creates a feeling of protection. It gives a feeling of, you know, this area, this this environment that I'm in right now has no issues. It has no problems. I'm not dealing with anything. I like the space that I'm in. I like the head that I'm in right now. And I feel like if I get out of this vehicle, all hell is going to break loose. And let's say you're you are a family person. You're you know you're a wife, your husband. Um, you have kids. You have a spouse. You know you have a dog or two or a cat or two. You know you have a lot of responsibilities right there in that little jet right there in your hand. You have a lot of responsibilities. Well, not only though those responsibilities you have, you have a house to take care of. You know, you may have to get in there and cook. You may have to get in there and clean. You might have to get in there and set some rules. You might have to get in there and be a commander. You know, but you open up that door to your home and you just immediately sigh. You just, you know, just exhale because you're. Then at this point, the mask is off. Everything's laid out in front of you. And you just like, you literally forgot about everything that happened a couple of hours ago. And now you're dealing with this. And you feel like you have to do it by yourself. You feel like nobody's helping you. Nobody wants to help you. You have to do it alone. You know what some people do when they get in that situation? <clears throat> some people run out home alcohol lifts their spirit and they get back into that cheerful moment and then they're like oh yeah I can do it now I got the power I can do it yeah it helps us sometimes sometimes it puts us out knocks us out and it makes us sleepy depending on what you drink it may make you angry so it's just it's that right there it's like playing Russian roulette you don't know what you're gonna get be careful so, for individuals that are single, like myself, you know, you getting your place, you getting your home, and and it's silent, it's quiet, and it's, I bet some of you are like, well, this peace is peaceful now to you, you have peace. No, it's not like that. It's not like that at all. Because although I may be physically quiet in the physical structure presence that that person is in inside their head, there is a lot of things going on in that person's head. 
so many things is nowhere close to quiet. Do you think that person knows that somebody can help them? Yes, they may know that. But nobody can physically go into that person's head and say, shut up. (laughs) Be quiet. Again. So, you know, then this person, they get the visualizing. Like, oh, I got this issue. I have that. Look at this. That's still there. Why is this still there? I don't know how to handle this. This is too much. I just want to go to sleep. Some people get so overwhelmed with depression that it literally shuts their body down. It literally shuts it down. It immediately, it it almost feels like your entire body is exhausted. Like, Like you've been running for hours, you've been running for days, you've been here and there doing this and that, running all over the city, doing everything, and then you finally get home and you finally get the time to rest and you just go to sleep. But this individual, this individual may have just woken up that hour and had a full eight, nine hours of sleep. They woke up, immediately they they got depressed and you know what happened? They went back to sleep. That's how depression works. Depression is serious. It's very serious. And smiling depression is very dangerous. I'm going to get to that in just a moment. So Rita goes to, she goes to speak more into um, smiling depression and, and the way to look into it and then where it, what it looks like and where it's at and how to uh, determine or figure it out. Um, and I'm, I'm going to talk about that in just a second. I'm going to go into how dangerous this is. But she states the hallmark of smiling depression is sadness, which we just talked about that. The smile and external facade is a defense mechanism. Yes, it is. An attempt to hide their true feelings. A person could be experiencing sadness about a failed relationship, career challenges, or lacking what they view as a true purpose in life. The sadness might also manifest as a constant overall feeling that something just isn't right. I'm going to put a pin there. Something just isn't right. Some people that are depressed or have smiling depression, they get into, uh, some people get into, they jump into relationships because they feel more happier or they feel like that their depression will go away if they had someone else, they had a spouse, they have someone to take care of, they have someone to love or vice versa, you know. And then sometimes they get into these things and these other individuals could care less about them. They could give a damn about them. And they treat them as so. And it makes them even more depressed to the point where it goes away from smiling depression and it goes into uh, manic depression. You know, it's, it's, it's something else. And you have to be very careful. You know, when you get into relationships, people be very careful about how you're getting into it. And even if you're an individual that's not depressed and you're getting into a relationship with someone who is depressed, be careful about what you say. Be careful about what you do. Because if you are going to be in a relationship with that person, 
and you know you want a relationship with that person and you love them and you want more with them, great. But if you're only getting into it for ulterior motives or ulterior reasons, alternative reasons, whatever the case is, get out. Don't do it. Because I can tell you from firsthand experience, depressed individuals are like Russian roulette. You don't know what you're going to get. Be very, very careful. You might want to go go back and watch a few episodes of, of Snap. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Or, you know, watch how, you know, some some individuals have lost their lives. I'm not talking about suicide. I'm talking about homicides. Some people have lost their lives because they have played with the heart. They have played with the emotion. They have played with the feelings of a depressed individual. You do not do that. Okay? Career challenges. You know, people, some people are experiencing this modern impression that career challenges as well because, you know, they, they may go to work and, you know, print five days a week, eight to five, and, you know, they're happy in, in, in their co-worker's face and they're smiling and their co-worker's faces, but deep down inside, they're, they're not satisfied. They're, they feel like, you know, things aren't working the way I want it to work and I wasn't expecting any of this. That, these are the things that are going through their head and they wonder what can they do to get out of it? What can they do to get away from this company? What can they do to get out of this career field? Get out of this get out of this mode? And they don't know. They may know but they don't know and and so they, they, what they do is they get to work and they just smile in your face and you'll never know unless they tell you. Have to be careful again. Another thing, same thing with relationships with you know co workers and managers. Be careful about who you are talking down to, who you are talking, you know, with a, a, a demeaning voice at. Be very careful, be very careful with the amount of workload that you place on an individual as well. Because again, you don't know what's going on in that person's head. And unless you talk and have a conversation with them and you get to know them and understand them, you may hit a ticking bomb. <laughs> Just being honest, it has happened on many, many, many occasions. Not with me, but with to, to other people. There have been stories out there, there have been news stories out there, there have been uh, you know, news chronicles, so many things out there that have been uh, true life movies, movies based on true life, you know, off of actions that have occurred, you know, there have been TV series about these type of things, be very careful with everybody, period, not just with individuals that you think is depressed, but just be careful about your approach and how you come to individuals about things or what you do, because again, you don't know, and you Really, and, and it's more more so of like the cliche that so many people uh, say now with you know with the police you know that's going on is that the police shoot first and ask questions later. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Shoot first, ask questions later, because then they say, oh, okay, well, well, what about this and what about that? Well, what happened here? What happened there? Oh, it's too late now. The, the bullet is out the case. It's gone. Just like that individual. It's too late. Once you have hit that button and 
they've blown up or they've done whatever or whatever the case is, it's too late. You don't know. You know, there was uh, an actor, he passed away years ago from suicide. Robin Williams, actually. Robin Williams was an amazing actor. An amazing actor and, and God rest his soul. But he, to everybody else, Externally, we didn't see depression with Robin Williams. No one thought, no one even had the idea that Robin Williams was depressed. He loved putting smiles on people's faces. He loved acting. He loved the uh, energy. But obviously, deep down inside, he was very depressed. I'm not sure what his clinical diagnosis was, but I can definitely see some form of smiling depression with with what was going on and and the fact that you know you're one and you add one and one and you get two, you know. Um, and, and let me let me put this disclaimer out here right quick. And I, and I do apologize. I did not say this from the beginning, but I am not. <laughs> A doctor in psychology. I'm not a doctor in mental health or anything of that nature. I'm not certified in mental health, so please do not come to me for questions or how to deal with certain things because I I, I cannot give you advice on any of those things. Okay, I'm not licensed to give you advice. I'm not certified to give you advice. If you need advice on, on depression and things of that nature, please seek out a psychologist, psychiatrist, or a mental health therapist in your area. Okay. Um, I'm just giving you my perspective, my feedback based off of articles that I've read, based off of studies that I've read, okay, uh, based off of personal experiences as well. That's it. Now, it, it, it's it's always good um, to get the get someone else's experience on certain situations as well. And not every episode that we're gonna do is gonna be based off of mental issues. It's gonna be based off of different things. But every episode we will just say it like it is, basically. Um, so back to this. You know, we we just have to be careful with individuals. We just have to be careful with people and, and how we make them feel. And, and what we do with them. Um, and then there is the other object as lacking what they view as a true purpose in life. I'm guilty of this one. I, to this day, I still don't know what my true purpose in this life is. And, you know, I, I, I fight with this. I, I really fight with this damn near every day. And it's really hard sometimes because... I'm just like, you know, what am I here for? What's, why am I here? What is my reason for being here? Just to breathe air, take up extra space, you know? I don't know. And although I have those thought processes, you know, I, I do see a therapist. And, you know, I do have friends and family that I can reach out to and I can communicate with and things of that nature. Um... You know, and I just talk to them about it, but at the same time, I read up on things as well. I do a lot of reading, um, and I love reading based off of um, other psychologists and what they've spoken on and things of that nature. It really helps a lot. Um, so, you know, it's, it's definitely really good to just, you know, if you are depressed, you do have spinal depression, you have manic depression, or, you know, whatever it is, just, you know, do some do some research yourself and, and look into it and see what you can find to help yourself out. Um, 
she goes further into the symptoms of spinal depression and she says uh, other common symptoms of spinal depression are feelings of anxiety, fear, anger, fatigue, irritability, hopelessness, and despair. Those suffering from this and other forms of depression may also experience problems sleeping, a lack of enjoyment and pleasurable activities, and a loss of libido. I'm sorry, and a loss of libido. Everybody's experience is different. It's possible to feel just one or many of these symptoms. Now, I can tell you now, this is not just steered towards smiling depression. I, I feel like this is more steered towards depression, period, in general. I mean, you know, everybody, I, I mean, I've seen it happen in, in, in just about all of these things right here, you know. But everybody has different symptoms at different moments where they have different peaks of, of life or what's going to happen. Um, another way to think about smiling depression is to see it as wearing a mask. You know, as, as I stated before, it's just like it's like wearing a mask. You, you, you put on, you know, a depressed individual or smiling depression, you know, person, they'll put on their mask in the morning and they're like, okay, all right, mask on, all right, let's go. You know, and they put on that, that costume, you know, and on the inside, they are tore the fuck up. They are tore up. They don't know what to think. They, they, they're, they're, ir- they're irritated. They're agitated. They're, they're a mess. They're completely dismantled. They don't know. They're disorganized. They're unorganized. They're just, everything is everywhere. But when they put on that mask and they put on that costume, they're like Superman. They're a superhero. They can do it all. They can spin this. They can spin that. They can flip tables. They can turn around. They can make things move. They can make things happen. But let me, they took off that mask and it's, the energy level went from 100 to zero in a matter of seconds. You know, um, the biggest thing here, as I'm stating, you know, that we're in a mask, you know, people suffering from smiling depression may offer no hint to their problem to the outside world. We just discussed that. They often maintain a full-time job. They run a family household. They participate in sports and have a fairly active social life with their mask on. Did y'all hear that? They got. They do everything else. And you'll never know because they have that damn mask on their damn faces. You'll never know. You will never, ever, ever know. They wouldn't give you that ounce of a hint that they're dealing with some shit that they're struggling with something that mask is so tightly on so tightly on not even a million men can pull that mask off the only person that can pull it off is them the only person that can take that mask and retire it is them the only person that can take that mask and burn it and, and get rid of it and, and once it turns into dust, sink it down into the water, into the sink, into, into the ocean or something, is them. None of you can do that. Nobody else can do that but them. You know, isn't it ironic for someone that's dealing with depression can be talking about depression and how to, you know, help individuals with it? <laughs> that's crazy, huh? But you know what? There's other main people, main individuals, you know, that can tell you firsthand. People that have dealt with it firsthand and are dealing with it firsthand are the individuals that can tell you this is the shit that we go through. 
understand clearly, please. That's that's um that's that's go to the side the, the let's let's move over to the sidewalk a little bit. Sidewalk a little bit. So basically I'm just saying like you know cut off the depression talk right quick for a minute. Comically, comically. Um I know a lot of people out here that are excuse me. That are into the zodiac signs and, and things of that nature. Um, with me being a Capricorn, <laughs> Capricorn is a very nonchalant individual. Number one, uh, they're very reserved. Um, they also like to take care of business and make sure business is good. Now, look at this part: being a, a being diagnosed with smiling depression and having depression depression period and being a Capricorn that's a two-edged sword <laughs> that's like what the hell like come on like dude like wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute so not only are you a Capricorn and we all know what Capricorns are there's some Capricorns are something <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> even me with me being a Capricorn and seeing other individuals that are Capricorns friends and families it agitates the hell out of me because I'm just like bruh Stop! You, like, boo! You, you about to piss me off. <laughs> you know? And having the depression, you know, and, and smiling depression, you're just, I'm just like, Jesus Christ, can y'all just... Okay, I'm gonna go home. I'm just about to go home. I, I can't do it. You know? But at the same time, Capricorns... Capricorns... Mini Capricorns... <laughs> This is another amazing feature I love about Capricorns. Many Capricorns are empaths. Okay, many Capricorns are empaths. What what an empath is is that they can grasp, they can feel the energy levels and the vibes from anybody. You can be depressed as depressed as depressed can be. Okay, but you're putting on a fake ass smile, this fake ass cheerfulness going on, this and all that. But your energy and your aura is ridiculous. It's just all over the place, completely all over the place. An empath and a Capricorn put together can read that shit from across the other side of the world. They can feel it, and it's so strong to an empath that it's like, um, oh my goodness, how do I say? It? it hurts them inside. They start to tear up. They start to cry, and, and it's, it's almost like being clairvoyant, should I say? Literally, almost being clairvoyant. They can feel your pain. They feel the pain that you're feeling, and it hurts them because they don't know how to help you. Or they can't help you. They know how they just can't. You know, um, you know a lot of people. And a lot of people are like, God, why, why? You know, why is Capricorn? Why, like, why? You know, you know, you have a friend or family. They're like, why are they all in my business? Like, I don't know. You know, get out of my business. I don't want you in my business. Because they can see your energy level and they can feel it, and it annoys the shit out of them because they want you to leave, get out of their face. Oh, comically speaking, you guys. Comically speaking, okay? 
I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Okay, it's <laughs> you know, but they can just feel it. You can't hide your feelings and emotions from them. You just can't. Um, an empath don't just feel feelings. They don't just feel vibes. They don't just feel energy. But another thing that they can feel is this. Again, we're still on the side note a little bit here. We're going to go back in, into the into the article. Now, there are individuals that are gay, lesbian, bi, uh, and all that. But we're not worried about those. The words, the ones that we look at are the ones that are DL. <laughs> oh, let me tell you something. There are men and there are women out here. An empath can read a DL man and a DL woman faster than a Social Security Administration can pull up your Social Security income. I mean, <laughs> I know it's a bad metaphor, but it's it's crazy, you know. Um, a DL a man is on a DL, and he, and he says, you know, I'm not with that, I'm not about that, da 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 whoop de whoop Let me tell you something, mister. I know what you do. I know who you do. You can't hide that shit from me, bro. Not happening. Sorry. Try that with the other one. I ain't that person. You know? There are down low women as well. Hold on, y'all. This is gonna be a story for another day, by the way. Keep it. Keep okay, Keep up. Keep up. There's, this is... This is... Uh, <laughs> Oh Lord, help. let me let me go back to this here. Let me go back, but it's, you know this whole this depression thing is. So <laughs> we're gonna go back to the DL men and DL women later. That's, that's, that is gonna be episode two, by the way. So let you know now, please, uh, please look into it. Um, but yes, yeah, so so Dr. Rita here, she, she goes further into it and, and she gives us some more information as to, you know, saying, as a basic stating, aside from counseling or psychotherapy, those suffering can start by opening up to those around them, choosing one, one close family member, friend, or confidant, and making it a practice to discuss feelings and concerns can help alleviate the symptoms. Now, as stated before, I have a family member that I can go to. I have someone that I can go to, and I also have a friend that I can go to as well, you know, um, that I trust to not put my business out there as well as that I trust to be real with me and to be honest with me about my feelings, about the things that is going on in my head, you know. Um, and, and actually, that individual is the same person that said, hey, Chris, you know, maybe you should just, you know, speak about your issues to other people, you know, you know, start like a podcast or, or, or start a or write, write a book or something or write poetry or something. Just put it all out there so other, vi- other individuals can see and hear what you're going through. You're speaking your depression to other people. You're speaking your issues to other people. You're letting everybody else know what's going on and you're letting it out. You're pulling that energy out of you. You're pulling that depressive energy out of you. And, you know, once you do that, you know, it, it's almost like lifting a burden, should I say. It, it really is. It really is. It's taking a humongous burden off of you. And it's laying it out there and letting everybody else that wants to pick it up, pick it up and put it on their shoulders. You know, um, it's... it's 
It's something else. It really is. But, uh... You know, she, she she has some really good points in here as well, you know. And, and um, she concludes as stating that, you know, as long as you continue to deny or avoid what makes you feel empty, it will be near impossible to fix the problem. When depressive thoughts and feelings aren't addressed, they typically build up and become worse. What matters most is to reach out. That is what matters. And what I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you my conclusion on all this as well. But what I'm gonna say is this: I 100% strongly believe any individuals that are depressed or even have bipolar episodes, um, please, 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 reach out to somebody, anybody, okay. Even if you feel as though, if you feel as though you can't trust your family member or you can't trust your friend, listen, there are people out here, plain people out here, there are millions and millions of people out here. If you find just one person, a stranger that doesn't know your family, a stranger that doesn't know your friends, you go to them. Go to that person. Talk to them. You know, I'm going to tell you a little story here. Um, years ago, years ago, I was in California. And um, I made a really big mistake in my... One of, one, one of the... Um, I, I, I believe we, we all made some big mistakes in our life, but I, I made several big mistakes. But one of the big mistakes that I made in my life was years ago, I would say maybe five, six years tops, um... I made a mistake at, um, uh, what's the word I want to call it? Uh, letting go of my apartment that I had, um, selling all of my belongings, you know, the really large things, should I say. And I got in my car, packed my clothes, and I packed everything, and I drove my ass to California to be with someone that I have never met in person, ever. Doing the whole long distance thing, you know? And... I went there, and I'm telling you guys, from from day one, it went downhill, and it was constantly going downhill since day one. I stayed there not even a month, okay, not even a month. The individual not only lied to me about certain, about a lot of things actually, but they put on this 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 fake ass image of themselves and of their life and and things that they were going to do and were going to accomplish when I get there, you know. And even though all that was going on, I even tried to say, okay, I tried to make it work. I tried to, you know, find a the, the, the silver lining or the or the the, the whoop de doo moment. You know, I tried to find it, but I couldn't. And I found myself, you know, not finding work. I can find work for nothing in the world. And so, you know, I, I was living in this 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 household that I I just didn't feel right in. I was completely depressed at the situation. Um, my my vehicle was the only thing that I had besides my clothes, and it, it was crazy. And um, I I lost my vehicle because my vehicle, the transmission blew out of my car. So you know, at that point, I lost it, and I couldn't pay to get it fixed because I didn't have work at the time, and I wasn't working. So not only my my depression went from fifty to two two hundred and, and about 
inside her face. And then at some point in my, at some point I said, you know what, I'm, I'm done. I, I can't do this anymore. I have to let go. I have to go back home. So I contacted the family and then they got me a train ticket to come back to Houston. And I came back to Houston. I had to pick myself back up and, and then get it going. And I found just kind of happy that I did pick myself up and get it back going because that's something I know I've been able to do again. Um, I, I say that because we have different experiences in our lives that causes issues for us. So when so when that happened, um, and I don't apologize, I, I got too far deep into that, but when I was in California, I I caught a Greyhound bus from Bakersfield to Los Angeles. And I got to Los Angeles and mind you, the uh, the train wasn't going to leave until the following day when I got there. Mind you, I didn't have any money to get a hotel room or anything like that. So I ended up doing the one thing that I thought I would never do a day in my life. And I ended up sleeping outside. Los Angeles, California at the train station. That is the most dangerous thing you can ever do. Ever. But I slept outside and I met this individual. This individual was homeless. I'm not sure if he's still homeless to this day, but he was homeless. And I felt the need to have a conversation with him. And I talked to him about everything and then what was going on and the reason why I was there and what happened and how I ended up there and all that. And we talked for a good three, four hours to the point where I really didn't go to sleep. And, you know, he gave me some really good advice as well. Some really good advice that I use to this very day, and I take it with me to this very day. And if I remember that guy's name, or if I remember where he was located, God, I really wish I could, because I would definitely send him a care package or whatever the case is. I mean, if he's still homeless, like if I ever go to Los Angeles, I see this guy, I'm there, so going back over to him, I'm taking him out to eat. I'll even get him a hotel room for a day or two. I don't know, but. And this guy gave me some really great advice. Really good, great advice. And it felt good to let that energy out. It felt good to t- talk about what's going on and where I was and where I stood, you know. Um, but he, he told me, he said, you don't let people steal your thunder. And you don't let people lie to you in your face and then backdoor smile in your face. You don't do that. He said, believe people from point one. And, and, uh, and you know, he, when someone lied to you the first day, the first time, believe that they are a liar. Point blank, period. Don't act and say, oh, no, they're not going to do it again. They won't say this. They won't do that. Believe them. That is who they are. That is their make. That is what they do. Period. And the only person that they can show that they're not a liar is themselves. That's it. But my conclusion on this whole situation here is smiling depression is real. It is absolutely real. There's nothing fake about it at all. 
there are different forms of depression manic depression uh, there is you know spinal depression there is uh, I can't think of another word right now I'm tired sorry about that you guys again Um, but yes they uh, there there are definitely so many out there it's hard for me to name right now but my thing is if you are depressed or you feel like you know someone that is depressed get help get help talk 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 to somebody communicate what's going on in your head communicate what you're feeling if you're a Capricorn open up your goddamn mouth please please open your mouth to my fellow brothers and sisters that are Capricorns I'm asking you now please open your jaw use your vocal cord and say something to somebody if you don't want to say nothing to nobody write it down if you don't want to write it down type it up if you don't want to type it up sing about it if you don't want to sing about it dance about it if you don't want to dance about it act about it act do something to show individuals what the hell is going on in your head what is going on how can they help you do something something as a matter of fact some people don't want to speak to people some people more some people feel more satisfied feel more like if they talk to a dog or a cat or a bird or a fish that there's that that they're getting rid of that that, that 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 depressive energy inside of them. And let me explain something to you. There is a such thing known as emotional support animals. Okay, ESA. Legally, I'm not sure how many of you know this, but legally, I know this for a fact in the state of Texas. I know this for a fact that if you stay in an apartment complex, okay and you have an emotional support animal, okay? You have documentation from your therapist, your psychotherapist, your psychiatrist, or your mental health professional or someone that that signed off on documentation that states that this individual can have an emotional support animal to help with their mental stress or whatever the case is, anxiety, I don't know. Whatever it is, legally in the state of Texas, Apartment complexes cannot charge you a pet deposit, point blank, period. They cannot do it. They cannot charge you pet fees as well. They have to swallow that one. They have to gope it. It is what it is. It is against the Disability Act as well. I, I can't tell you exactly which Disability Act or which Discrimination Act it is, but it's definitely there. Definitely there. Read up, read up on it, please. Um... And actually, let me, I can tell you this now, where is it at? Um, Disability Act, Americans with Disability Act uh, for pets, emotional support, emotional support animals. Okay, so I stated, yes, it is, there's definitely a thing in there about this, um, no, it's it it's covered um okay so 
let me, let me so it, it's not covered under the ADA, but it is covered in the Disability Act. So let me, I'm trying to find it right because I know I've seen it somewhere in here. But while I'm, while I'm looking for, I can definitely let you know. So uh, an, um, an ESA animal or emotional support animal um, disorders uh, uh, qualify under having anxiety, depression, learning disabilities, attention deficit disorder, ADD, chronic stress, post-traumatic stress disorder, things of that nature, you know. Um, but this, geez, I cannot find that from nowhere. I think, I think I found it. I think I found it. Uh, it is the assistance animals under the Fair Housing Act, Section 504. So, again, housing or housing act or um, uh, apartment complexes cannot turn you down. They just can't. Um, if you did get that letter approved from your doctor, from your therapist, that um, you are to have an emotional support animal and your apartment complex made a decision that, that they want to charge you, that's actually uh, something you can take up with the Attorney General's Office of the State of Texas, um, as well as the Apartment Association for the State of Texas, or if in Houston, the Houston Apartment Association. Um, that, that can also turn into a lawsuit as well. But, you know, they, they just can't um, charge you, you know? Um... Now, if you were to stay in an individual home, that's a different situation. Um, those individuals, uh, that would be a more, more more so of a case by case that uh, case by case state. Um, so you just have to determine that with that individual's time, if it, if it's um, rent to own by an individual, if it's rent to own or a rental period leasing a house through a rental company they fall under that whole apartment thing. So, hey, I'm just like, just give me you know, a couple of eggs. There's a couple of Easter eggs there. You know, you may not know about it. Um, but yeah, so this has definitely been an, like I said, an awesome experience, you know. I, I, didn't, I didn't think I was talking for almost an hour. <laughs> I was looking at the time. But, um, I'm really glad that I was able to introduce myself and introduce you all to my very first episode for Cal Majors. Again, episode two, uh, we're going to be talking about, like I said, DL men and DL women, and that is something I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, wait. And the, the craziest thing about it is, what a lot of people don't, don't understand is, there are DL women out there. Listen carefully to the words that are coming out of my mouth. <laughs> there are some DL women out there. There really are. Um, please tune in for episode two when we're, when we're communicating about DL men and DL women and how to, you know, see them and, and, and what signs to look for. Um, and then definitely give us your feedback on, um, on my intro episode here and just let me know what you think and what you feel is dope could change and things of that nature, you know. Definitely all of our feedback on everything. Uh, but until then, I hope you all enjoy your evening, enjoy your day, and please stay safe out there. Just keep your mask on. Uh, definitely get tested for COVID if you feel as though you're sick or you're having some type of COVID symptoms, okay? All right, talk to y'all later. Bye-bye.